When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, alongside Chris here and James here. Why are you looking at me? Anyways, welcome to the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Sorry, we're tired. Uh, Dallas Stars do win by a final score two to one tonight over the Carolina Hurricanes, and now I see why they're why they're laughing. Anyways, uh, you guys, uh, what did y'all think of the game? Initial thoughts? Did that hockey? Yeah, Dallas comes up with the win tonight, especially after the last uh, four games, and they were o two and two in their last four, um, with two of those being in regulation, unfortunately, and they. Somehow pull out the win tonight, but in a little bit of a different way. They get the the defense done tonight more than anything. Yeah, that's exactly what we said uh, after the Ottawa game, that we need to find a way to win this game kind of no matter what. And the offense still wasn't humming the way we like it to, but the defense played well. We held a team that normally gets 40 shots pretty consistently every night to, what, under under 25. Yeah, 22 shots on goal. So well played defensively, especially from some guys that, we complain about a lot. So it was a pretty good game overall, I feel like, especially defensively. Still would like to get some more offense going, but we got the two points, which was the one mandatory thing tonight. Now we can figure out the rest of our game, hopefully. Yeah, and the really frustrating thing about this whole last five games now is, like, four of the five games were great games. I mean, they were. And then you have that one just bad apple at the end of the four-game losing streak with Ottawa that just makes it – it makes all of the other ones feel just awful. It does. And to give Ottawa some credit, I did read from a bunch of different writers that that was the best game they had played all season was against the Dallas Stars. So give obviously give them credit, but you know, for Dallas, I just hate to see a loss like that. Yeah. I really hate, but love they, the game tonight. I mean, yeah, the, exactly. the fight against, especially the Canes who were playing very hard on the four check, doing exactly what we know that they do, especially when they play the stars. The Stars matched it pretty well, I felt like, tonight. They matched the energy, at least. Maybe not the exact same kind of scoring chances, um, but the energy was definitely matched there, and that's great from a team who's really banged up. And really what it was, I thought, they they were forechecking us, and they were getting the puck from it, but they weren't getting it in the defensive zone. We were still getting it out to the neutral zone before they were able to possess the puck. I don't want to say we didn't succeed tonight, because obviously we did. We won the game, but... The the forecheck of the Carolina Hurricanes still gave us issues tonight. 
I felt like for a, a good chunk of the game, we won more puck battles. That was my biggest thing that I absolutely loved about this game is the fact that we won more puck battles and uh, we were actually able to get out of our own zone uh, more often tonight than the last, at least the last two games at the very least, maybe the last three. But uh, that was something that I was really looking forward to. And uh, for some reason, we seem to have Carolina's number because we sweep the season series with Carolina uh, this year. And it's not like Kochetkov played bad and we just we had two good chances. We took care of business when we had them. So we were very opportunistic on our chances. And Carolina just could not get the puck through the defense of the Dallas Stars. And the block shots were impeccable tonight, and I love seeing that from them. Yep, plugging up the slot is the number one thing we got to do against this team. And they, they tried to get a lot of shots from the outside, and they did still. They still got most of their shots from outside the slot, but they got a lot of block shots, and they didn't get a lot of good chances in tight unless it was on a breakaway. So, yeah, real good play on the cycle by the defense. Yeah, the one one goal against is a breakaway goal for their best player. Exactly. And that's the one player you don't want to carry a breakaway to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the obvious thing first off with every Stars fan who is more knowledgeable than the than the casual Stars fan and the fact that Logan makes his debut tonight in the NHL. His family is there in attendance in Carolina. He... I think he played at 15 and a half minutes tonight. So it's not like he played sheltered minutes tonight. He played a good solid middle six role for the stars tonight. He played alongside uh, Johnston and Ben, which with Johnston and him together, they looked excellent. He had, I think he had three shots tonight, led the stars in, in that statistical category. And it was a, it, he did not. No, oh. Lindell did. He was beat by Lindell. Lindell had four shots what? on goal. Yeah, okay, all right. Other than so that, forwards, forwards. Yeah, yeah, fair yes. forwards. He led he leads forwards with uh shots on goal tonight. That's weird. <laughs> That's very I mean, I think we only had 16 that. shots on goal too. Linda <laughs> had forwards. Yeah, he had a, he had 25% of the star shots. That's weird. That's just so odd. Anyways, uh what did y'all think of uh like Logan Stankoven's play here tonight? Yeah, he played really well. Two of his three shots were great a scoring chances right in front of the net he had the one on the two on one with johnson and then he had the one where kind of took it himself early in the game and uh and got a good wrist shot off so i I thought he played really great the problem is it's going to take a lot for him to force himself to stay in this lineup i mean the Landry is still playing well it it, he and that's the spot he's really gunning for right now is to take it from delandria they're just playing good. He's solid defensively. He plays on the penalty kill. That's something that Stinkman I don't think is actually going to end up doing really is, is the penalty kill. So he's going to have to not just play well and look good. He's going to have to Score. put up points and force his way into the lineup and, is the big thing. And he really tried to tonight. I mean, he had multiple grade-A chances and even one grade-A taken away from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was him and Johnson were all over the ice together. Yeah, and that line especially looked good. I, I, was I mentioned to y'all, line. I'm glad that they put them together because that's kind of the spot that Stinkovin's trying to play for is the one that the Donov left because of his injury. So I, I'm glad that they put that together instead of him trying to play Sagan's role on the Duchesne line. I like that they put Deli up there, kind of rewarding him for how he's played, but more so to put Stinkovin where he would actually be if he does come up in the lineup permanently. So... 
let's let's go ahead and talk about the the elephant in the room. He he gets his first game out of the way. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna stay in the lineup? Is Sagan? Is do you think Sagan is hurt enough where it's gonna be multiple games and Logan is gonna be making his way back to Dallas and make his home debut for the Dallas Stars? The only way Stegman stays is if Sagan is actually injured. I think if Sagan is good to go next game, Stegman's going back to Texas. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I have no idea what even happened to Sagan. I didn't even see what play he got injured on. So we'll see. Hey. I'm just guessing it's something that he's just been nursing over the last couple of weeks. That would be my guess. Just kind of like Duchesne. Duchesne's nursing something that he's been dealing with all season. With Sagan, though, the thing that kind of worried me was the fact that he returned to Dallas to get checked out. If it was something that they could, you know, be able to diagnose immediately and know exactly what it is, they'd be able to do it right then and there on the road trip, right? But the fact he went back to Dallas show, shows a little bit of concern for me because – He's been really good for the Stars this year. He really has. He, he's, he's obviously he's not going to be worth the thirteen million dollars that he's getting or whatever his cap hit at nine point eight or whatever. But he has definitely been much better than the last couple of seasons. Yes. So that that could be a huge hit for the Stars if he's out for a a, a decent period of time. This injury bug's got to give up on us soon. I feel like. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like we've been really good the last two years, the last two seasons and not being super injured with multiple players. And then all of a sudden it just hits us all at yeah. the same time. So. I mean, it's been a rough season too. I mean, we've had Otter hurt for portions of this year. We've had Hayskin in hurt for portions of this year. So we've been hit pretty hard by it, I feel like. Well, uh, moving off from that, Sankovan played great tonight and I really hope he makes his home debut in the next game for the Stars. Uh, the D court was excellent tonight. Um, like th that's something that I think we need to, to kind of mention in the fact that uh, Suter was huge. He yeah. was absolutely enormous tonight. And it's just like, why can't you just play like this all the time? Please. Yeah. Suter <laughs> and, and Lindell, both, both of them played extremely well tonight. Um, they both finished tonight with 24 minutes time on ice. That's one and two on the team is both of them. Hastings doesn't even, uh, eclipse them tonight. So they played great defensively. They were breaking the uh, Canes forecheck relatively well, and when they did give it away, they weren't giving it away in too dangerous of places they were able to recover from it. Um, so, yeah, I thought they played great, especially at the end of the game. Those guys were great. That Lindell play to the, the first one, the smart one, to not touch the puck after he saw that it got high-sticked, and then the tie-up at the end of the period, too, was just awesome. He knew he was going to take a beating from as many Canes players as could get to him, and he took the beating, but he, he, he finished the game in the corner, so – him and Suter played especially well tonight, and we need him to right now because our other defensemen, Pouliot and Hanley, played almost nothing. Pouliot played 9.56, Hanley played 11.27. So we need those guys to step up, and they have. And Lindell definitely was the biggest for us down there late in the game. But I felt like Suter was better overall throughout the entirety of the game. I mean, he, he ends the game with team-high six-block shots, and that is your oldest defenseman doing that, which is not something that you really see. And it, especially he just made a lot of smart plays, turning around, coming back, knowing he has to be back. And a lot of hustle actually from him tonight, which is kind of weird to say, but I'm, it, you could tell he was skating to every play extremely fast. And, you know, this is the kind of game that players like Lindell, like Hawk and Paw, if he was in the lineup, like Suter, 
could really relish him. This is something that they play really well against is these more heavy, high four checking games like a Carolina or a Vegas, or I would even put uh, Florida in that category. Uh, I actually watched one of their games uh, this weekend. Do they can four check very similar to Carolina, but so moving forward, that's nice to know that we've got that ability of of guys like that. And like you yeah. said, I didn't know this. They led time on ice for for all the all defensemen tonight. Yeah. And the reason why is because they were good, and they the the situation that they were put in against a team they like to play against worked out. I think generally those guys actually suck at breaking the four check, which is why I especially mentioned it tonight because generally they're not great at it. But they did a good job tonight because I've used the Canes as a example of. Why Suderland, Del Hockenbaugh might not be the defenseman you want to go with consistently, but I mean, they proved me wrong tonight. Suderland, Del were, was great. I mean, they played really well. The, the time on ice is especially shocking when you factor in that the Stars had four power plays in this game. Yeah. So, really, Miro, even with being played last night, probably should have had more time on ice, but he didn't just because of how well Lindell and Suter were playing. Okay, perfect segue into that because that was another thing I wanted to talk about. The power play was. Terrible. Not very good tonight. Bad. And the, the the thing I kept saying, y'all heard me say it at least two times when we were watching the game, was just do something off the rush. I mean, because obviously what, what they were trying to do was get set up in the zone, and it was just not working. I mean, it was very obviously not working. So, I mean, you get four power plays in the game, and I understand Carolina is one of the best – penalty killing teams in the NHL. I think they're third at like 82%. That's ridiculous. That's incredibly high. But in a game like this, when, you know, you're more, I don't want to say you're leaning on your back foot, but you're definitely focusing on the defensive aspect of the game against a team who, you know, heavily forechecks like that. You got to be a little bit better with your chances on those power plays. So Mm -hmm. over four tonight, I just wish we could have seen some execution on the power plays. And really what it is, is is you have to score these power play goals in these one goal games. I mean, we've had every every game so far, except for the uh, Panthers one, or no, sorry, the Ottawa one in the past five have been one goal games and just one power play goal and it flips the other way. I yeah. mean, you, you just have to execute on it when, when it's needed. Yeah. You got to give a little bit of credit tonight to the Carolina penalty kill because it was fantastic. I mean, we should again, still again, yes, they were very they're very good. They're, again, one of the best penalty killing units in the league. Yeah, one of the best penalty killing units and had a good night. You gotta find a way to get some kind of momentum or at least shots on goal on the on the power play, though. We couldn't get anything. So hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet. Five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650. David Posternock of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000. Or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. 
The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. One player I did want to mention tonight who looked like a man possessed was Jason Robertson, especially in the first two periods. Uh, that guy looked incredibly hungry. He gets one of the goals tonight. It was definitely needed. And uh, he, he was just, he seemed hungry. He was going after pucks deep into the zone. He was he was making robo plays. Yeah, he's like he was he was a dominant player, and it was my I dropped my phone. Sorry, he was making do, like dominant plays like throughout the especially the first two periods. Not so much the third period because we were kind of protecting the lead, but still excellent game by Robo tonight. Yeah, and really, what what is kind of iconic for him, which you don't really think of it this way, but him scoring as he's falling down, he tends to do that a lot. And that's that's how he scored the goal tonight. I mean, I, there's so many times when you when you think back to some of his biggest goals, it's it's him shooting it as he's falling down. And I mean, his hat trick one against the Jets years back in overtime, same same way he's yeah. falling over and shoots into, into an empty net. I mean, it, it's it's funny how often that happens. Yep. Another thing I wanted to to uh, discuss with you guys is just. And 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 I gotta be careful with the words that I use here. It felt that Carolina was getting away with a lot of stuff. It, it's either they were getting away with a lot of stuff, or they know exactly where that line was of what is a penalty and what wasn't a penalty. It felt like there were numerous things tonight, and I know the the crowd started chanting "Ref, you suck" for something. But it's only once throughout the game, which for a game where your team took two more penalties than the other, that's pretty good. But I, but I thought it was well deserved. It I, definitely they, was like part. for 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 Carolina to get double the amount of penalties for the yeah. start. I thought it was well deserved. Yeah, and but part of the issue with why there were even more that weren't called is that we didn't score on any other power plays. You score on those power plays, it makes them think twice about it. But it, it looked pathetic, honestly. So like, why not? Take the chance. And the Stars aren't going to be barking at the officials for power plays whenever we get on the power play, and it looks that bad, too. So we're not going to be in their ear trying to get more calls. And the the one where I really lost my mind, uh, and I actually kind of surprised myself a little bit, was when uh, Sankoven got cross-checked in the slot. And it was horrible. Dude, I was like... <laughs> I, I could not believe they did not make the call on that. And I, I know it wasn't like the worst cross check in, in the world, but the puck was right there. He had an opportunity to shoot it. And, or, and Orloff, I, again, I know it wasn't like a huge cross check, but still, that is a penalty. And they didn't call it. And they knew they didn't call it. And you know what they did? 
Yeah. Harley takes a late hit, and who do they get? Demetri Orlov, right? Like literally 15 seconds late. That was for sure get back call too, because rest look, look the other way yeah. on that stuff all the time. So that was a good especially back. tonight, they were looking the other way on him specifically doing that multiple times. Yeah. But I also think the Canes really are just good at kind of dancing that line, and this is kind of the kind of this is the style they play. This is they play this hard and aggressive night in night out, and you've got to kind of be on that line of. Uh, and that's fine. Like, that is why they're always going to play because they, they play this hard and all of them play this hard. Like Seabass, uh, all of them. They're they all play this hard. Too. And they, they do get injured in the playoffs, but it, they've been successful the last four years too because of this play style too. So Except they make it to the conference finals and get swept. They're out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. Every right? single like, time. Except uh, 06 when they won the Stanley Cup. That was, that was about it. Yeah, that was a while ago. Okay, um, anything else? Anything else? We could, I figured we'd take a couple comments. No. No? Okay. All right, uh, this one from Brooke. Uh, good news, the last part of the season is one of the easier schedules in the league. It's going to be easier soon, and we can tinker with lines and lineups. Uh, that is interesting, although the, the first thought that comes into my head is, you know, playing easier competition in, going into the playoffs that could hurt us and it could also help us. It could hurt us in the fact that we're not playing against some of the top teams, so we're not ramping up our, our game getting into the playoffs. But it could also help us in the fact that, yes, she, that Brooke is right and we're able to kind of tinker with the lineups and figure some stuff out and uh, really make sure that we're fully ready for round one. Yeah, we still got about one more week of some tough hockey, though. We got yeah. we got Islanders and then uh, Colorado back-to-back, -back, and then we got the Jets to finish off the – the month of February. So we're still not quite there yet, but yes, I am looking forward to the month of March. Go look at that schedule if you haven't already, because it is it is soft. And uh, I kind of disagree with you, Ryan. I think that's great. We're good at beating up on bad teams. That's kind of when we look our best is when we're, we're playing uh, lesser opponents and we can just kind of pound on them. So uh, I think that's what you look forward to, but you need to you need to show up in these big games too at the end here. You got, you got Canucks, and then Edmonton and then Colorado all spaced out a week apart. I think those are great little benchmarks in the middle of all the that weaker schedule to see actually where you are. We just got to show up for them is the big thing. And the Stars are good at making those big headline games where there's a bunch of talking points and turning them into poo-poo. Yeah. So <laughs> but they need to show up for those. They need to play good on those games specifically. And they need to rack in these points and and reel in this division. The division is ours for the taking right now. Even if you go, even if you have a bad end of this month with this tough three games, three games in four days, it's still your division. So there, there's no reason to lose the division this year, especially because of that schedule. Like tough February, but your March and April is, I mean, you gotta dominate. Mm -hmm. And and really the big games for the rest of the month is against the Avalanche and the Jets. Those are it, you lose both of those, you you can lose the division very easily. Yep. Because that lets both of them catch up to you. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Ardo with a comment over here. We can't win much longer with the current decor. No offense to Pouliot, who I thought was okay tonight. I thought he played okay. He played no match. Uh, <laughs> like I said, he played okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas got two goals and turtled like a mug, and it worked. Not a long-term strategy, though. We need NHL more quality demon yeah. and the and the, and then chat went off <laughs> so uh so we'll, we'll talk about that in a second but yes that i mean that's 
pretty much what we did. We turtled some yeah. and and really it was two individual defensemen that saved us. It was definitely Lindell and Suter that saved the game for us. Even even Miro looked a little shaky in his defensive zone at points tonight as well. And 100% correct that that's not a long-term strategy. But when you're on a four-game losing streak, you find a way to get two points. And they did. You got to give credit for that. So, But, yeah, this defensive core obviously is struggling, especially when you don't have any right-handed defensemen. And that's just the craziest thing ever. And I'm, I'm sure the Stars are getting ready to, to spend some assets to, to pick something up. I mean, I mean, they'll pick up a seventh defenseman. That's right-handed, right? Yeah, that's the, I mean, honestly, anything. It, it feels like mandatory, especially now when we've got the, those injuries. Yeah, but a little bit more depth with the, all the injuries that we have out. Uh, two things. I, I can't believe we've gotten this far without talking about him, but Ottinger. It, it felt like he was quiet tonight, but he made well, – I mean, what was it, guys? How many saves? 20 tonight? saves. 20 saves, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but – he still made some good quality saves. He wasn't overtaxed tonight. And uh, maybe it just felt like he was quiet because of how the Stars played in front of him tonight. They played really good team defense. But he was good. He yep. was good tonight. Really where where that kind of comes off on is normally we have one period where the Stars just look awful. Another team gets like 15, 16 shots. And the most shots in a period that we gave up was 10. And that was in the second. The, the third period, there were four shots on goal. Yeah. So uh, – Otter didn't have a tough job tonight, but he did his job well. And sometimes those can be rough whenever you go a long period of time without having a shot on goal. The, the third period, they didn't get a shot on goal until the 12th or the 8th. Yeah, 12 minute mark of the third mm. period. So, yeah, he, he, he did his job. He didn't do anything exceptional, but he did exactly what we needed him to in the Stars defense, made sure there wasn't too many uh, grade A chances. The one thing I thought he did really well, and I, I wrote this down in my notes tonight, was his, his rebound control which we, we've kind of talked about sometimes about him not doing very well on, uh, was very good tonight. I mean, it was normally one shot and done. There wasn't normally a, a second rebound chance that he had to make. And if there was one, again, the Dallas team defense was there to kind of mop up the rest of the mess. Yeah, and it wasn't just eating up pucks either. It was when it was on his blocker side, it was it was punching him, not just letting him hit the blocker, but punching him to the boards or to the point. Same thing with the pads. He's able to kick stuff out hard and, he, he did good swallowing pucks and getting him out of harm's way. Yep, getting it out of the high-danger areas, especially. Okay, uh, one last thing, because I can't believe he said this. And, of course, I told y'all, y'all are not really looking at the chat much, but uh, they went off. Of course, the discussion was about a right-handed defenseman <laughs> and that we need a jerk, right? So, Ardell, I'm sorry. I would be fine if Dallas traded for Matt Dumba. There, that too. I I understand Stars fans. Uh, I can't even think of the right Hatred. word. Hatred. No, it's even worse than that because of what he did. But uh, disdain that they have for this player. But I mean, he is a jerk. <laughs> he isn't exactly somebody you need. He was the only problem is I don't see him as a top four defenseman. And that's really what I think the stars need right now. They need somebody who has a right-handed shot kind who of can play the, in the top four and just on the second. Kind of the whole thing right now though, is if, if you can keep Lindell Suter together and it's working and then you have like, <laughs> you, you have Dumba and Lundquist as a, as a bottom pairing. Hawkeye is our sense of defense. 
I don't know who's going to be ready faster, you know? Mm. It, that's really what it comes down to. But it, it's it, it can be very scary to have Matt Dumbo on your team in the playoffs. And we know that from experience. Yep. So that it, it it is awful. But if you look at the market and who is available right now, there is not that much out there. And he is not going to cost that much because he doesn't, he's not like huge. He's not playing that all that no. great for Arizona either. And he, it just, it just, it unfortunately fits. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want Matt Dumba. And I'll tell you why. I hate him. but like what if you're a stars fan that's exactly what everyone's saying right like there's no logic to it other than what he did yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and and maybe it's the whole minnesota thing i think that's the main thing yeah he played minnesota and i hate those guys yes like i like i never i never thought i would hate minnesota more than the national predators but i don't hate the national predators as much as i do the minnesota wild at this point February 24th, 2024. I don't. But uh, there's more we could talk about with that. But uh, one name that I thought of was Radko Gudis. Yes. Heard that one thrown around too. Yeah. The problem is those are ba- both bad hockey players. <laughs> but Gudis is not a bad hockey player. Uh, he, no, he's nowhere near as bad as Matt. But would you rather have okay. either of those guys or Puglia? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> there you go. Gudis is like, okay, fine. Okay, uh, wrap it up. Biggest winner, biggest loser. Uh, biggest winner, I'll, I'll give mine Wyatt Johnson, the game winner. He's just, he's been the most consistent for the Stars the past five games through this, through this really rough section. And he just, he seems to find a way to make his own space. And, and right now he is on that third line and he is making his own space. And with Stankovic on there too, it, it, it helped. helped. It helped a lot. Yeah, you could tell they both they had multiple two two on one rushes. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to keep my expectations low on Wyatt Johnson. He vastly exceeded them. I mean, he's taken a huge step in his second season. Mm. There's no sophomore slump to be to be found. And both uh, him and Robo pull into 19 goals, which has us two goals off of five 20 goal scorers. That's insane. I'll give mine to Mason Marchman. Y'all are talking about needing a little bit of grit. And Marchman showed a bunch of grit tonight. A bunch of big hits, took a puck to the face, came back out three minutes later with some tampon shoved up his nose. So that was that was awesome. That's a, that's a hockey player right there. I'll go with Robo for tonight for the biggest winner. He's, he's the biggest winner, especially in the first two periods. Uh, without his goal, Stars don't win, just like with Wyatt Johnston. And uh, he got it started off for the Stars today. So, And we've been kind of critical of that top line. Top line was, I don't want to say was immensely better, but they were better tonight. They scored and a goal. He, and they he was, and, he and they was, only did that three times in the last 12 games. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. So, okay. Uh, biggest losers for the evening. My biggest loser is Mason Marchman. He got hit in the face <laughs> with a puck and came back with tampons in his nose. James? Um, I, I kind of want to give mine to Miro. It's hard to because he has two assists and. And they felt like nothing assists. The one play on Johnston's uh, shot that he scored was a good play on his blue line. But he had a couple of really uncharacteristic, uh, just like misses, especially on Aho. Like it seemed like he got outplayed by Aho all night long. And they just 
Carolina just didn't have anyone else to follow up with him, luckily. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say he was bad, but he did get beat on a couple of plays. That's where it's the. That's why I'm giving it to him because it, he didn't play bad, but he didn't play Miro. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't Miro. <laughs> he, he wasn't the expectation of Miro that we normally get. So, and I don't want to say he's had an off season, but it's been a little. It's, it's been a little off well. for him. And, but he's still been very good. Well, he's still been a, a very good number one D. Compared to his expectation, it's kind of way off. I mean, he was talking a big game before the season two about saying, I want to win the Norris Trophy. Was the first game? game? We That's saw it. Fair. I mean, he had six shots on goal in the first game. Should have scored three goals. Yeah. But, I mean, and he wants to have those expectations too, those high expectations. But this is kind of what comes with it. I mean, you have a, you have an off game. Like you said, he's two assists tonight. And we're calling him Biggest Loser because he missed a couple plays on, on one of the best forwards in the league. But you put those expectations out there, that's kind of what's going to happen. But uh, he, he's good enough to live up to it, though, is the other reason why we keep those expectations on him. Because he's, he's good enough to be the best defenseman. We just haven't seen it quite yet. I'm going to give mine to Dmitry Orlov. Screw that guy. Yeah, he's got a pass all night long. Yeah, it takes two penalties. And uh, especially that knee-on-knee that was scary the thing that he did on Hints, I was just like, it, I swear, if you if you heard Hints, I'm going to be really hacked off. So, uh, thank goodness he was able to come back. Everything looked okay for Hints. But Dmitry Orlov was public enemy number one for for me tonight. But those two stupid penalties, and then as, as the one that wasn't called, the cross check on our on our uh, on our rookie. So, okay. Anything else? No. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, there's been a bunch of you uh, who are insane. It's 1130. Go to bed. Um, there's even more of you that are listening later. We appreciate you guys for doing so. As always, go and check out sarcasticremarks.com for all the latest info on our podcast. It's the first place you can find our episode anywhere. And we thank you guys for always supporting us. If you'd like to support us further, go and check out sarcastic sarcasticremarksshop.com. And that's the best way to support us by buying some of our merch there. Alongside nobody, because they literally ditched me off screen. My name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris, do us a favor. Go ahead and take us. More like Hurricane. GG, boys.